It's time to feel the rage. Welcome to Film Rage, where we talk movies in cinema, streaming, and classic films as well. Directors and actors, beware, as you cannot hide from the rage. My name is Bryce, and I'm part of the Film Rage crew, which also includes Jim. Hey there, Jim. Hey, hey, Bryce. And also we have the Merman. That's all I got. Yeah, that's who I am. Yeah. He is the Merman. Murray. 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 The Merman. Murray. The Merman. So with the introductions out of the Mer-man. way, let's rage on. Well, if you, thanks for supporting us. If you love our independent podcast, please like, subscribe, share, and give us a five-star rating on your listening platform or support us and join the Film Rage community by joining a membership at buymeacoffee.com forward slash Film Rage YYC. If you cannot commit to a membership, you can still buy us a movie rental and dare us to see a terrible film and we will watch it if it played anywhere in the world in a cinema. Yeah. Not at your mom's house on her TV, not at Merman's house on his Betamax, or on Bryce's laser disc in his basement, but in a cinema. Or a drive-in. Yeah, it's a cinema. It's just a cinema for cars and people, not just people. Man, now, what a what a stellar start to the show. Yeah, I don't think it could be any better. Ah, uh, now let's get to raging. But first, here's a word from our sponsor. Hey Bryce, what are you doing tonight? I'm going to my favorite cinema, Canyon Meadow Cinema, to see the best second-run movies at the best price. What? How inexpensive are they? Regular price is five bucks, five bucks. Regular price is five bucks, five bucks. Makes me hope they also serve pizza. They do, plus a lot of other great food choices. Plus, I'm planning my office Christmas party there. They can host a plethora of options for any get-together. Gaming, movie, drag show? Drag show? Now I know why I'm planning my next party. Hey, maybe you think there's a a Liam Neeson or superhero movie planned? Ugh, I hope not. But uh, maybe there'll be a great independent documentary. Sure. Call CMC at 403-670-5444 to book a special event or go online at canyonmeadowscinemas.ca. Anybody feel like this could be the song of summer? (laughs) Like, you know, driving downtown in your Cadillac... Or your Lincoln DeVille? Is that a car? I don't know. I'm just shouting out words it, that it, sound it, like it's cars. It's a DeVille. I know it's a Lincoln DeVille. Yeah, something with a DeVille in it. And I don't sure. mean like Cruella. I mean like driving around with the just cranked up and then Bryce comes on just doing some kind of weird Your rap. Convertible. Other than the Wham rap, I might add. But some kind of cool rap. And then it's just like on the beats are just a flowing. Mm-hmm. And then we went to the cinemas to see Barbenheimer. Barbenheimer. Homer? Barbenheimer. Barbenheimer. Yeah. But we saw Barbie first. It's Barbenheimer. As did I. Barbenheimer is the social media yes. uh, hashtag for Barbie and Oppenheimer opening in the same weekend. I've never seen it for a movie release ever. There's Mm -hmm. never been because it's probably the last big weekend the box office will ever have have for the rest of its life. Rest of the next year, exactly. (laughs) All right, so I guess we're gonna start with Barbie and then Heimer. So Barbie. Uh, Barbie is an interesting bit of cinema. It manages to celebrate, make fun, and completely deconstruct its subject all at the same time. It is perhaps one of the silliest movies you will ever see, but woven into that silliness are some very topical and universal issues that are spotlighted effectively. It is a movie that wants to be for everyone, whether you love, hate, or are indifferent to Barbie. It is a very ambitious project in trying to do all this, and for the most part, its ambitions pay off. But to be honest, I do not really care about any of that. I went to Barbie to be entertained. So the question is, was it entertaining? Oh, this is a question. Simply put, 
Barbie is probably the most fun I've had at the movies in quite some time. From scene one, I was either smiling or laughing. From the beach off scene to Kate McKinnon as weird Barbie to the often forgotten Alan played by Michael Sarah to John Cena as Ken made. A merman, not to be confused with our very own merman, to America Ferrara nailing her role as Gloria, a mum who feels as genuine as any character I have seen this year, to Barbie Land, where every set piece was so carefully thought out and executed. Everything just worked. Plus, it was nice to see Rhea Perlman and another bit of perfect casting. Of course, we also had Margot Robbie as Barbie, and dare I say no one could have done it better, and not just because she looks the part. And finally, Ryan Gosling, as one of the many Kens, did not have one scene in the movie that did not have me laughing. Most of the time, out loud. Anytime I need to smile, I just have to think of Ken's Mojo Dojo Casa House. And when I need to laugh, I will just recall Ken saying, when I found out the patriarchy wasn't about horses, I lost interest anyway. And if I am ever feeling inadequate, I will just remember that Ken is Kenuff. If Ken is Kenuff, then so am I. I knew going in that Noah Baumbach and Greta Gerwig writing the script and Greta Gerwig directing that this was probably going to be better than I could have ever imagined. What I did not expect is that it would be even better than that. This was almost two solid hours of pure enjoyment. Barbie was Mondo. Awesome. I am so glad that you connected on so many levels. Okay. Okay. Okay, I'm I'm literally happy about that. I I couldn't be any happier. Could I? I don't know. You don't look that happy to me. I don't know. Sometimes I'm not that happy. Um, of all the movies made by toy companies, this was definitely the best of all of them. There are some amazing scenes that pull you into the fun that only a story about plastic and rubber dolls could bring. Well, although I'm sure the porn version made just of rubber might have been a little bit more fun, but at least for seven minutes or so. The comedy hits where it's supposed to. The sets, music, and style of shooting are all incredible. The message, I think, was buy toys because Mattel is cool. No. That wasn't it. That wasn't it. No. I think it was you be you or... You're Knuff. Yeah. The heavy-handed poke at society and the still present inequity of women is just that, heavy-handed and intentional. And we definitely got the point. There are times for emotional self-discovery and humor that is pointed and funny. The acting is over the top and for the most part, but... That's what you would kind of expect from a children's toy that comes to life. I mean, it's about a toy that's alive. So, I mean, is it Mannequin 3? No, but it's still about a toy that comes to life. Mm. The writing is clever and the supporting cast is really fantastic. And you've already mentioned these. Michael Sarah, Simu Liu, Kate McKinnon, Will Ferrell, John Cena as the merman yes the merman but not our merman i'm a a better merman exactly you're my only merman the movie is fun and definitely will entertain children of all ages especially bryce but there is a but it was too long and by the time we got to the end i got to admit i was a little tired of the preordained story that was unfolding It had the curse of taking itself a little too seriously for a toy company movie. And I could not help but look at my watch twice. I had a really, really good time. I just wished I had 15 minutes less of it in this movie. This film is safe for you to bring your kids to. And it has a very positive message by the end. I do suggest people go see this because it is a lot of fun, as Bryce has already mentioned. And as was stated... In the movie, that's right, white savior Barbie. You are a high man. 
Uh, it was Mondo. But and because... I, how awesome was it that, that they pointed that out? Because I literally was thinking at that time. Of course you were. Everybody I was, like, was. I was like, oh my God. This is like totally... It, and then they just called it out. And then it's like, yeah, it's all okay. Yeah, it's all, now it's okay. And But because the matriarchy... Patriarchy. That too wasn't about horses. Yeah. I lost a bit of interest in this film, to be honest. I'm gonna say yeah, well, I really liked it. It was fun, and I understand why you really liked I, it. I, but there was, I got it did not drag at all for me. I literally found every scene just so much fun. Like there was nothing. There was no, you couldn't you couldn't look away from the movie. There was just so much going on. I looked at my watch twice, so I, I got I, I got to go watch this again because okay. there's stuff going on in the background that I kind of caught. I was like, oh. And then, I, you know, then it's gone. Maybe you missed it in, in um, IMAX, but I think Murray might have saw this in IMAX. Did you no. see it in IMAX, Murray? No. You were going to see it in IMAX, weren't you? No, it wasn't in IMAX. Was there a surround sound version No, of it, it came out the same day, same night as Oppenheimer. So IMAX was only Oppenheimer. Oh, of course. We did see it in Laser Ultra, whatever the hell it was. Yes. Mm. In the second row. Yeah. Because we oh. got there late. So he got a crook in his neck. Well... It wasn't too far back, hmm. but yeah. Well, what did you think of Barbie? The first Barbie. half of Barbenheimer. Barbie. <laughs> These are the kids I know. I know. <laughs> There's an obscure kids in the hall reference for you. Yeah, there it is. If you got it. As they say, if you know, you know. Uh, there were certainly a lot of kids in this movie. And two of them were Canadian. As it happens... One of them is my favorite Gosling. What? And second favorite Ryan. What? I never would have thought that wise, skinny, wisecracking kid from Breaker High would become one of Hollywood's most versatile and talented actors. I would agree. As his t-shirt appropriately says, he was Knuff. Mm. I honestly don't care about Barbies. <laughs> As a male, heterosexual, redneck, child in the 70s <laughs> i didn't play with dolls or even action figures no gi joes either my first experience with that was star wars uh, and a rich friend of mine who had the entire collection then it was kind of cool uh, so i honestly didn't get it uh having said that i quite enjoyed this film you know me i love me a good musical yep even if a couple of the songs are by Dua Lipa and Lizzo. I love me the Lizzo. I love the music in this film. Gosling had me in tears, mostly laughter, with this ballad, I'm Just Ken. And I especially love that line when they were in the real world, where they're hitting on Barbie. It's like, yeah, I don't have a vagina. And he doesn't have any genitals. And he goes, I have all the genitals. <laughs> He did have all the genitals. <laughs> I just because I'm laughing at that one. Um, I even enjoyed his journey to the dark side, or as he called it, patriarchy. Mm. And of course, Margot Robbie was absolutely perfect as the perfect Barbie. I honestly can't imagine anybody else in that role. Sorry, Amy Schumer. What? I guess she's still bitter about that. She was supposed to she be. She was up for it, apparently. Oh. Yeah, no, so you can't do any better than Margot Robbie. I have to quote one of my favorite lines in the movie by the narrator, Helen Murin. Barbie screams, I'm not pretty anymore! To which the narrator replies, Note to filmmakers, Margot Robbie is not the actress to get this point across. It's true. <laughs> She's just too beautiful. That was the problem. Uh, was this film perfect? No. Back for the first 20 minutes, I actually felt myself getting nauseous with all the wholesome goodness. Oh, it's fun. I heard the Lego movie song, Everything is Awesome, in my head. Oh, thinking, so that made it better, right? So it's like, that's what this movie's going to be about. A whole 90 minutes or two hours of, of everything, everything is, is awesome. awesome. I definitely would have. Sign me up. I would have thrown up my popcorn if that happened. Uh, I definitely wanted to head for the exit. Luckily, things got messed up quickly, and I enjoyed the ride. Definitely a pink plastic Mondo. All right. Nice. So that's a Mondo sandwich. Mondo With a sandwich. big chunk of man in the middle. Yeah, I don't understand that. No, but. no button for you. <clears throat> no, you know, ultimately for me, it was I was really enjoying the parts I'm supposed to be enjoying in this movie. I just, I just felt I got a little bit tired of the film. 
I don't know why. I, just, I don't know why. It, it hit a point, and I was That's just like, "Is this over yet?" Like because it was it. Yes, it's there fun was, and funny, but there was nothing surprising in this that was going to happen. You knew exactly everything that was going to happen. So. That's. Uh, I was expecting it to be something that I wasn't expecting, uh, and it the, wasn't. The writing, so, the writing was superior. It, the writing was good. I'm not complaining about the it. The performances were superior. The performances the were great. Were Even amazing. Margot Robbie, who's it's been annoying me. One of the prettiest movies you could ever look at. It's, it's very, very good. It was pretty. Yep. I tell you. I uh, but and I had, and they had Barbies. I looked at my Helen watch. And voice and was with the voiceovers. I mean, there was nothing she, that she wasn't fantastic. She could have been, she good. Good. She could have been, been I, grandma. There was Barbie. one thing that was not fantastic. Rhea Perlman. We got to see Rhea she Perlman. Was also she was awesome. awesome. It, it was just 15 minutes too long nah, for a, a movie that's going to now sell more Barbies. Nope. So, of course it is. Yeah. It's going to sell more everything. Yeah. They, they have car commercials now. Yeah. Because so, of the cars they were driving so in the movie. That's also... And the possibly sound- part of the reason and, why, but and the soundtrack is apparently breaking all kinds of records of for like downloads and yes. people buying. I just, I just hope they sell more Allens. Yeah, the only thing they should be selling is Allens. They need more Allens. If Michael Sarah was fifty percent of this movie, it <laughs> would have way, been Amondo. Every 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 single second of Michael Sarah was like <laughs> was, it was. Was, he was amazing. He was perfect. He was so yeah. so good. I don't. I tell you, he's like. He's just so good in everything. Yeah. I just I, I can't get enough of Michael Sarah. That is a hundred percent accurate statement. Yeah. And if it was more him yeah, and yeah, less yeah, Barbie, yeah, 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 it could yeah, have been yeah, yeah. Mondo. Well, it was Mondo, so put that in your pipe and smoke. Yeah, so it was man. Um, do you know what was funny about this? All of it. It was very funny. No, not, not the movie. I mean oh. about the making and the concept Fun, of the movie. Funny, haha. That yeah. Well, maybe a little bit of that. The head of Mattel's film division, yeah. by the way, is a woman. Mm. Kudos to Mattel. Well, I, I would hope. Yeah, that they had a lot of I, fun. For, that yeah, yeah, for I, for letting this kind of go exactly <clears throat> yeah. how they want. Like, I can't imagine that they they left too much out because, yeah. you know, I, they let their product be just absolutely ripped apart. Of course, but celebrated at the same time. Yeah, like, exactly. It's, it's because, such an odd dynamic in yeah. this movie because. It like destroys Barbie, it, and also makes it like the greatest thing ever. It, well, that's it's well. Like, ultimately, that's the end of well, the story, right? Well, is it's the greatest thing ever? Because that's the truth of life. Yeah, is kids, no, is they, girl, kids, there's no. They, they outgrow Barbie. There's and, no, no. It is 100. percent The movie yeah. ends with you can be enough. And it's like, and that means every single Barbie has a purpose in everybody's life. So it's the message is still buy Mattel's product. So of course they are going to allow it to come to that. And they also know realistically, you go to Mattel's website, they have, I think it's three of the eight executives in Mattel are women. So they know that they're, they know that the facts aren't there. It's a story. It's It's make believe. So of course Mattel, like, if you think there's not a hidden agenda, then buy is. some more Barbies. It, it, then you are movie. absolutely mistaken. A movie called Barbie, obviously. They're trying exactly. to sell more Barbies. And, and, <laughs> I'm saying. How, how, and, Just and, like G.I. Yeah. Joe. Exactly. Trying to sell more G.I. Exactly. Joe. And, and how many Woody and Buzz Lightyears and Mr. Yeah, Potato Heads they exactly. sell after the first Exactly, because this, this movie was pretty much rated G. There's yeah. some uh, comedy there, uh, in it that's a little... Yeah, if, you're, if you're under eight, you might not have got some of the You wouldn't have got it, but it's still appropriate yeah. that the, that no, the there, parents there could no take their kids to anything, it. But yeah, there was some subtle Yeah, things, so, so there you go. Uh, it was meh. So yeah, I'm glad yeah, you guys was, loved it. It was Mondo. There you go. All right, we also got to see the Heimer part of uh, Barbie, Barbenheimer. Enheimer. Yeah, the Enheimer. The Enheimer. The all part doesn't matter. That's right. Uh, I know the question on everyone's mind is, does Jim still hate Christopher Nolan? No, he doesn't. And the answer is yes. Oh, for crying out You make that many trailers and push it down everyone's throats for months. And just tell me what you, you thought feel of the movie. My wrath, yeah, Christopher. Yeah, yeah. Now give me the review of the movie. No longer yeah, are yeah. you just Chris to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's but what I what can you tell you fine people in podcast land is that even if you have seen the thousand minutes of trailers that preceded this release of the film, 
You will not know what's going to happen when you go to see it. There's a thousand more. <laughs> of course. Which I told you last week. Except all the historical events that take place, like making well, a bomb. historical events. And, so you already knew all And that. an inquiry and all that yeah. other stuff. So other than that, you will not know what this is about. There you go. But now I will get to the review. Oh, thank God. But what I thought was going on, going to be a biopic about Oppenheimer was a little more than that. It sure was. <laughs> I guess I probably should have expected this from the currently undoubted Christopher Nolan. Mm -hmm. Like all Nolan films, this one is set at a pace faster than the atoms of an atomic bomb. And if you are not paying attention, you may miss crucial information you wish you hadn't. This moves through time more than Tenant and Memento combined. So get ready for another sci-fi, time travel, political thriller biopic, unlike anything you've ever seen. The story, for the most part, takes place within a 10-year period in the creation of The Bomb and The Inquiry and pre-bomb buildup of Oppenheimer's life. We still don't get his full story, but if you want to watch that, go watch the day after Trinity, the doc about him. Mm -hmm. Like all biopics, this does take some poetic license as not all of the story is 100% accurate, but I feel this does capture the story and does give us the real story behind the man. Acting and casting in this was fantastic by every single actor except for one. <laughs> Rami Malek. And, and no. And in my opinion, the only lines. flaw was casting Matt Damon as yeah. the general. Matt Damon. He was With fine. all the star power contained in this film, his performance seemed to feel lifeless and non-committal. And we've seen way better from him. So I have a higher level of expectation that he would have brought himself to. And you would expect from their relationship being the general and Oppie, that any of the conversations would have captured more emotion. I had real troubles with this as I was watching it. I hate to say this, but I actually really like Matt Damon a lot in a lot of his films, but we could have replaced him easily with any other root vegetable, like perhaps a carrot or fennel. Definitely not garlic or turmeric, because that would imply that there had some flavor to his acting. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. Which at no time happened in the entire acting in this film by Matt Damon. He was fine. No, he was he was the worst root vegetable I've ever seen him in. Mm. The other criticism of note was the sound mix. And really? I think yeah, that sound was good. I didn't mention that. Yeah, the and I don't know, maybe it was the version yeah, that we I, saw and how I we saw it. We saw it in IMAX. I completely yeah, disagree, I know we saw but it go in ahead. IMAX. But, yeah, but but sometimes the music was loud. drowned was drowning out the dialogue in many places, and it shouldn't have yeah. at oh. any point in the film. It oh. was probably is there, and there was times where it was so loud yeah. that it was probably as loud as an atomic bomb itself. Yeah. Other than these two things, the film is brilliant and had me on the edge of my seat to ensure I did not miss a single thing or line of dialogue in this film. Christopher Nolan. You still get my rage, but Oppenheimer, you get to keep your mondo. And I have some unpacking to do, but what did you guys think? Let me tell you a story. I About promise. a man named Jed? It's not three hours long. Oh. <laughs> Good friend of mine who was visiting from Toronto bought an IMAX ticket to this film way back in June. Just like us. I mean, in Toronto. He was still in Toronto when he bought it. Because, FYI, there are only... 30 theaters in the world what? that can show IMAX films in 70 millimeter. Really? In film, not not the digital print. So, it was a pretty big deal for him. Hmm. Uh, he went to the very first showing at 6pm on the Thursday night, the preview night. I was supposed to meet him after uh, and go to Barbie. Imagine my surprise when I got a text from him uh, saying the film was all screwed up, out of focus, and the sound was out of sync. Oh my God. So I met up with him earlier and we went to Barbie instead. Um, all he got from that experience was a refund and a piece of film stock as a souvenir, <laughs> wow. which they're handing out. Apparently. That's pretty cool. Uh, he went back to Toronto where he will have to watch it on a regular digital screen. That's terrible. 
This was such a big story, it made the news across the country. Whoa. So yay for Cineplex and IMAX. We're screwing that up. Mm. That doesn't um, surprise me with Cineplex, but okay. Jim and I went to see it at the fake IMAX, as my friend calls it, which is still a big screen. So to be honest, it didn't make a difference to me. It may have been the only digital, but it was a huge screen and we had good seats. Did I mention yet? It was three hours long. You did kind of mention. I really hate three-hour movies. I don't care what they are. Of course, I had to go to the bathroom halfway through. Of course. So I missed 10 boring minutes of this masterpiece. 10 boring minutes? It was 10 I'm sure it was 10 minutes. boring minutes, whatever it was. I didn't feel like I missed anything when I got back, put it that way. Uh, yeah, Christopher Nolan makes awesome movies, even if I can't understand half of them. Tenet, Memento, Inception, anybody? No? Just me then. <laughs> this was really two films. The first two hours was all about the race to build a nuclear bomb to kill people. While this was exciting, the end result is still horrible. Um, the last hour was pretty much all about tearing the man down for doing his job. Much as I hate to say this, because I really don't like Robert Downey Jr., uh, he ruined all the Marvel movies, in my opinion. Uh, this was probably the best I've ever seen him act. I really love to hate his character, and RDJ saved this film for me. Uh, Florence Pugh wasn't half bad either. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. <laughs> as much as I like Chris Nolan, this film was a way too long, radioactive meh. Okay. Hmm. Well, sir, I respectfully disagree. I know you do. Don't know I do. I always you don't know. know I me. always know. Wait a minute. For, okay, can we just back the bus up for one second here? Mm. I'm sorry. What did you rate Barbie? Mondo. And and what did you rate? I gave it a Mondo. Yeah. So I'm sorry. Sometimes you guys get to the same point yes, and just get there yeah, in different but, ways. My but point no. is, I 99% of the time know exactly what. He's did you know think I was going to give Barbie a Mondo? Yes, I did. You know what? Two reasons. Uh -oh. All right. Noah Baumbach, Greta Gerwig. <laughs> Before you even saw the movie, I knew you were going to give it a Mondo. But you know what? That I, has nothing I to do with anything. I could have been the biggest piece of trash is, on the world. That in the is, world. That is garbage. Those two people would have made it a Mondo. For but me. you know what's even funnier is there's no possible way that Bryce could have predicted that Murray would give props to Robert Downey Jr. That's right. True. You Wrong. never would have saw that coming. Because he knows I don't like him. Yes. And usually when you don't like somebody, it doesn't matter if it's their best yeah, performance. They're, they're, on, they're on for you, life. You, you, no. you literally can't stand Viola Davis, and she's the best actor yeah, on the planet. I, I'm never going to like her. But <laughs> no, like he surprised me. He actually surprised me with the depth of his acting. He so was amazing. I have to give him props. Anyway, back to you, Brycey. Yes. He, he was fine. <laughs> I'm sorry. Can we can we back this up one more time? You're comparing Robert Downey Jr.'s performance to the carrot slash fennel of Matt Damon. They were, they were both fine. They were. Oh my god. This was whatever you say now is like it's like whatever. No credibility. Yeah. Okay. Let's just hear they're, what you have to say. They're both fine. All right. But they weren't what this was uh, showcasing. So you know. Only Christopher Nolan can make a three-hour film that doesn't waste a single moment. I believe that only Nolan could have told this story as effectively. It is an expertly made film, made by a filmmaking expert. Killian Murphy, in the title role, was mesmerizing. Every moment he was on screen was riveting. Surrounding Murphy is a who's who of competent actors, but this is Murphy's role to shine in, and the entire cast let him do so. This is a biopic that does not follow the formula of many in the genre. It instead explores the motivations in an unorthodox way as it jumps from timeline to timeline seamlessly. The fact that Nolan can jump around so much without losing the flow or cohesiveness of the story is a true representation of Nolan's genius. I was struck by the number of close-ups in this and how every time I was right there with the character as they questioned their decisions or wrestled with the person that they are or the person that they would like to be. The last hour has little to do with the bomb and more to do with accountability and sins of the past as we witness two tribunals take, taking place in different times, but with an undeniable connection. 
truths come to light and we are given the opportunity to judge for ourselves. This film is why I love the movies. It is thought-provoking with stunning visuals and a tremendous performance from our lead. Nolan continues to make amazing film, although I wish him and everyone else would stop casting Rami Malek in anything. The man cannot act. He literally has one cadence to his speech that causes every performance to have zero range. But I digress. Malik was standing. Oppenheimer was Mondo. <laughs> yeah, it was, he didn't even have lines the first two and a half hours. And even then, he, he just stood like in the him. background. He's just awful. He doesn't. He doesn't uh, act. He does the know. exact same character for everybody. I don't know. I didn't mind. He, he doesn't have of, any range whatsoever. Yeah. He does the exact same thing in every. It's like watching Tim Allen on the screen. <laughs> hey, hey, hey! <laughs> you leave the tool man alone now. <laughs> You know what? Those are fighting words. This is what this is what I find so funny about Bryce, is is that he comes up with that for um, Remy Malik, but when he when you talk about um, Ben Mr. Potato himself, oh Mark Ruffalo. Well, no, we're keeping Ben Affleck uh, because like the whole conversation because the conversation about himself because Ben Affleck is yeah it's definitely in the class all himself. I will one hundred percent agree with that. Thank you. No, but when you. He he has this thing on for for Remy Malik, yeah. but he doesn't realize it in other things like Mr. Potato himself, no, no. where he's the same note in every single movie, that and yet he doesn't true. recognize Mark Ruffalo as having that same problem. That is not true. It is one hundred percent true. Yeah, it is one hundred percent true. That is not true. Yes, it is. So it's I find it's funny how yeah. we apparently all have our own biases. We I have no biases. Yeah, if Remy Malik would ever ever uh, act. He, he was cast to be that character, and that's like you don't think that Christopher Nolan he knows was, his level he was of cast to be activity? every character that he's ever been. No, ever? He's, he he's was cast, cast to be because he has. An he Oscar. has. He has. No, he was cast to be that character that he plays all the time. The snitch at the end, <laughs> and that's what he was there for. He was like in it for maybe three minutes. Yeah, three total. Yeah, three I know, maybe. and that's the only thing the that saved two, the film. If you had a major two, role, had no lines. I'd be second guessing my Mondo because <laughs> he was. Awful. Well, I can tell you, I'm. I would be second guessing my Mondo if Matt Damon was the reason that I was watching the movie yeah. because he was he was terrible. He was fine. He was terrible. Fine. Terrible. Everybody was fine. It was all about it's the only th person no. we should be talking about is Murphy because he was amazing. He, he was absolutely amazing. And that's what this whole thing was. It was just surrounding him and letting people play off of him and just his reaction to it. like he was. He's an awesome actor, but he's never been this good. He's never been this good. Yeah, I don't know. I think, no, you know, no. he's never... Okay, so the reason never I'm disagreeing with good. you, because I put Killian back on years ago to go on Mesmerizing, but what... what, what he you absolutely was, and now he's just taken that to another well, level. But but I think, I think he's never had the opportunity... He hasn't had a film He's that has been started. like this. So, so when you have a, a fantastic, mesmerizing actor That's fair. Who, who's put into a role that it's their make-or-break role for their life, uh, he right? Is, and yeah. there's not very many actors he get has that been chance. in like nine Christopher Nolan movies. It's been nine. This is the only one he actually has a starring role. Yeah, well, yeah. He, he's... he's so he, he doesn't Nolan always off, play but, the star. Like, yeah. he's not always the star. Yeah. Right. And so, yeah, I would agree with you that this was Killian's film. Well, he was good. The was thing good. that I would disagree with you wholeheartedly is that the competency of everyone else around him was also brought up to his level, except Matt Damon. And apparently you thinking with Rami Malik. I'll give you that because I'm not a Remy Malik fan, but I was like, oh, whatever. I don't Let's care not about him. The polka dot guy too. Yeah, the polka dot guy. Polka it was dot like, guy's it was, awesome. He's in awesome like in one everything. Scene. He had like one scene. And he was so good. <laughs> when, when we eventually add him on the, to mesmerizing, now list, why is he on Killian mesmerizing? Murphy. Well, because oh, yeah, he, he's he going to get blasted right off. And the he Killian like, Murphy. And he doesn't star in any movies. He's he's a psycho. Doesn't matter. He was just in Oppenheimer. Yeah, but is he was he in it five? Was he in for five minutes? So I don't know. That's the question. Three hours. So he, he could might be have been. Yeah, <laughs> he did come back a couple of times. Might have got ten minutes worth. Yeah, the um, yeah, the see to me all the bit characters in this like, Pew Pew was was fantastic in the short amount of time that yes, she was there. She was. Um, like you said, Murray Robert Downey was the best I've ever seen. Uh, him yeah, in I anything. was very surprised by that. 
Except for maybe because I thought this was one hundred percent. I thought that Robert Downey Jr. peaked many years ago in Weird Science, and anybody that argues (laughs) with me is an idiot. Nineteen eighty-five. You know what? And that's almost a perfect time to transition into the next film that we watched. (laughs) I don't know who can argue with that. Weird Science is probably the best. Sorry, was that a science? That wasn't a science know, fiction you, movie. That was a comedy. It was a straight-up comedy. It was a science fiction It was John Hughes, man. It's not the it, best. It was like Frankenstein. It was a comedy. You mean uh, Young Frankenstein? Yeah, yeah it, was, it was a hot Frankenstein. It was you hot mean, Frankenstein. You mean Young, <laughs> young Hot with, Frankenstein? Kelly LeBrock. With a young Anthony Michael Hall. <laughs> There's so much good in that. There is. It is. And Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton's yeah. awesome in it. Bill Paxton's okay. best role ever, Chet. Oh, man. Uh, it, is, chat, but yeah. it is so chat good. I, get, I, I think I need to watch Weird Science. Yes, you do. I think we do. But I will a, not challenge weird... you to rage on it because I love that movie. I would uh, never rage on it. Who I love could that rage movie. on Weird Science? That was like the beginning of my love affair with John Hughes. So. And it's the best, and it was the it's the best that Robert Downey Jr. has ever been. Okay. I guess we can go. Okay. I'm, 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 I'm 100%, disagree with that. I'm 100% not Plus, agreeing with it. It's, but it's pre uh, getting his dental work done. So he's got like this big gap in it, his it, teeth. It, it's it, awesome. Yeah. Is it also pre doing all the drugs? Uh, uh, it's no, probably he was, he was during probably right, right in the middle of yeah, that. Yeah, that was. That? Okay. Uh, apparently he had to be high to be. Uh, maybe not in the middle. That's probably where it was like starting big time. Because he wasn't, because he was just, he was a bit yeah. of a bit player in that. Yeah. Point is, he was really good in this. Yeah. In in this movie. In, and was, in Weird yeah. Science. Yeah. yeah. These two movies equally. Yeah. His whole career. <laughs> right I mean, Weird Science. Forget yeah. about Iron Man. This is his two best films. Uh, uh, okay. So we also got invited. We did. So apparently they don't want me to read this a description from what somebody else. No, so, we want to know so what here, you here thought this movie. So here is my breakdown of it. This what was what was the movie we saw, Murray? It was called Talk to Me, it and it's Australian. coming out this weekend. It's coming out this weekend. Don't let my description sway you from seeing it. I'm just telling you what I think. Yeah, this is what his, right, this is what right. they want me to do. That mm. a bunch of That's stupid people do. decide okay. they want to try to raise the spirits of the dead at a party yeah. using like this disembodied. Uh, a hand of a dead psychic or something and yeah little surprise it does not end well what what do you mean (laughs) sounds like such a happy film there that's the description that's perfect that's exactly what what happens that's exactly what happens including this our listeners our listeners our listeners want to know what you think the movie's about that's what i thought they don't want to read imdb they can do that themselves yes so we got a chance to see a special preview of this film thanks to our good friends at cuff you never know what to expect with a secret screening at Cuff. That's true. Half the time, Bryce has already seen it because he sees 20 movies a week. Yeah, sometimes. I still remember the film about the goat people having sex. Oh, that was so so good. I digress. Yep. I knew if this was an A24 film, it was going to be good. Yep. Their track record speaks for itself. It's crazy. Plus, it's crazy. It was Australian. <gasps> Even Although I could use some subtitles to help with the thick <laughs> accents. <laughs> there was I, some pretty heavy I accents. I really enjoyed the first two minutes and the last 15. 17 okay. minutes. Because that's, that, that's when basically people died. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The rest of the time, not so much. As I said to our good friend and boss lady, Brenda Lieberman, there wasn't enough killing in it for me. Uh, I appreciated the whole talking to the dead thing and a little bit of exorcist action. It just wasn't scary enough. Ah. The special effects were cool. The CLFs were definitely creepy. Uh, It was as good as a supernatural thriller, just not a true horror film for me. Uh, All the performances were great. The film just didn't grab me, (laughs) unintended, like I hoped it would. So it was a mildly enjoyable meh. It comes up this week if you want to judge for yourself. There you go. Hmm. What do you say, Bracey? Talk to me does what a lot of horror movies think that they are doing, but in Talk to Me's case, it actually does it. That being, it actually develops the characters what? to the point that you feel a genuine connection to them, which makes your deal that they find themselves in so much more compelling. You believe the motivations of the kids involved as you can feel their grief and depression, especially Sophie Wilde as Mia. Her performance added so much to the overall effectiveness. Effectiveness? Effectiveness, that is the word I was going for. Just make the hand signals, I'll say your words. With a presence that had me looking forward to her future in film. 
And Miranda Otto as Sue, a mom that tells it like Ugh. it is, was as refreshingly re- realistic oh, as yeah. any character that I've seen lately. Um, she adds both humor and intensity Dialogue to the film. Yeah. If you drink, I'm going to punch you in the face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was her own kid. <laughs> The jump scares are present and the sound mix helps stand the hairs straight up on the back of your neck. I'm generally not a fan of spirit conjuring films, no. but when you get a star making performance from Sophie Wilde and a script that gets you to honestly care about the lives of the characters, I cannot deny that this is an exception to the rule. That rule being that if it's a ghost story, it is probably meh, possibly a rage, but almost never Mondo. But in this case, rules be damned. Talk to me was Mondo. What? We got a trifecta from Bryce today. What I, is going this on? This was an awesome weekend for Bryce. You're Bryce gonna, loved you're these gonna have, you're gonna have a tough session of rage Rest coming up. Oh, I kind of know what it's going to be already because the, yeah, well, the only thing the, bad the he's listed summer movies are typically terrible but yep. we just got one hell of a weekend. Yeah, I, I would agree with you. So I know my friends have already talked a little bit about what this is like but what was this film about? Mia gets the worst hand job you can imagine mm. and there are no bad hand jobs. Bryce said... There are no bad hand jobs. What say you now, Bryce? Did Mia get the worst hand job of her life? Eh. It was a pretty terrible hand job. Well, I it didn't end the, well I, for I her. Would say the, I would say the kid. It wasn't, it wasn't a happy, a happy ending. ending for that hand job. I, I, I would say the kid probably got it worse. Well, there's a, there's a lot yeah. of bad hand jobs in this. So yes. the fact remains that a hand job can, in fact, be not great. All right. Practical effects and children torture with a sprinkling of ghostly mental illness genre. Like the trailer makes you think this is one of those spirits that gets invited into our world because of this time a hand? Um, As opposed to say something like a mirror or finding things on the internet um, or, you know, like anything else where they try and introduce a ghost in some stupid way. As with most Aussie horror films, this has a real gritty feel and takes its time to build the characters, as Bryce has already alluded to. It's one of those with high schoolers where they are normally annoying. But in this one, I found I didn't despise all the characters and they built the story slowly to get inside Mia's head. And as Bryce has already said, The character development in this is probably better than most horror films that have come out in the last 10 years. And our lead played by Sophie Wilde is incredible. She's so good. I can't wait to see everything she does in in the world. She's uh, she's, uh, she's brilliant in this. I know everybody that's potentially seen the trailers for this because it's been playing for a while. Do not think that you're going to go to this and it's going to be one of those stupid teenage films. It is not that. The story follows most of the pattern of these types of films, but just done so much better. The horror when it comes is graphic and shocking at times, and the story is layered on top of the ghostly side of the story. Also carries the weight of Mia's mom dying two years prior. I thoroughly enjoyed the build to the story as well, as the ending finished super strong, although as was expected, but it didn't bother me in the least when it finally came. Some may feel the middle was maybe a bit draggy, but I enjoyed the slow build and the tension of seeing Mia's decline into madness, or was it ghostly possession? Mm. I guess you will all have to see it and decide for yourself. Except, the ending pretty much spells that out. But, go see it. Because for a teenage mental illness ghost story, surprisingly, it was Mondo. And I loved it. It was so good. Uh, I got a couple things to unpack. Number one, which country on the planet, and I'm, I mean, we live in a country where there's a significant amount of indigenous people. What country does that any better than the Aussies and the the Kiwis, like no, they they get that they put yeah, indigenous they, people in the movies, that, yeah. and they're just people 
who yeah. live they don't play off that they're indigenous yeah they're they just, they're just, just, they're this, just is, this is our cross-section of society this it's, is this it's is how so it is. refreshing to see it it's like wow these people are human and they just happen to be part of our society i'm just flabbergasted that when it's in everywhere else in the world it's just not done it's they're just not even cast yeah. so I, I don't know i would say on a whole every aussie film i would say probably at least 20 percent of the population are indigenous which is fantastic yeah. so keep that up aussie aussie rules is that a thing yes it's mm -hmm. like they play rugby or something aussie right? rules football oh there you go which is rugby no it's just football it's soccer it's it's football it's, with no pads it's Kind of a combination. Yeah, <laughs> yes, rugby, so it's rugby, yeah, no soccer, pads. football, no helmets, no nothing. I actually thought that I, I'd like to be like a, a Aussie rules referee at one point. I was practicing. There's no rules. Single, <laughs> single point, two points. I like how they kind of step from the corner, step into the field of play, and then give the give the old symbol. finger. Yeah, they give it, the finger. It just seems like they're it's just really trying to good. kill each other. That's all it seems to me. But it looks like fun. But yeah, I just like I, watching I would, the I would referees. Never do it, but. So anyway. apparently, there's two Aussie rules. Number one, they get indigenous people. And number two is some kind of football, soccer. And there's sports or thing. Without, thing. Yeah. 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 Cool. All right. Ah. Ah. Uh, another thing to mention. Okay. The fucking graphic scenes in this yeah. were done amazing. True. The head smash scene. Really good. The second head smash scene. Also really good. The third head smash scene. <laughs> the third head smash scene. Also really good. The foot sucking. Oh, that the was foot also sucking was awesome. Was so good. So these are things you have to look forward to, folks. Please go see yeah. this movie yes. in cinemas. You will not be disappointed at all. And thanks, Cuff. Thanks, uh, Cuff. Look at everything, Cuff, at calgrandergroundfilm.org. Uh, they are right. the best film festival on the planet. So everybody come to Calgary and see it You're every good. year. Like us. Like we do. We're mm -hmm. lucky, too. Yeah. Mm. Some of us lucky to work for them. Yep. Is this your favorite Remy Malik films, Mike? <laughs> In order of his great performances? No, Pat Damon. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. I no, almost did Ryan Gosling. I swear to God, I was going to do Ryan that's Gosling. That's okay. I love Ryan Gosling. Yes, I love the Gosling. Uh, no, this week, I want to show some love to my new favorite film company, A24. What? We just saw Talk To Me, which is another great film in a long line of hits they seem to produce. I'm not going to list them all, but I have to mention some of the biggies. Mm. Past Lives, Bo is Afraid, mm. Showing Up, Yes, You Hurt My Feelings, yes. The Eternal Daughter, mm -hmm. Stars at Noon, Yes, Come On, Come On, First Cow, oh, Uncut so Gems, yep. and The Green Knight. Nice. And those are just films I didn't see or I didn't like. That everybody else loved. I loved all. I loved films. all of those films. <laughs> now some of my favorites: The Whale. Yep. Yeah. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Yes. Men. Yes. Oh, so good. So X. Good. Yes. Marcel the Shell with Shoes yes. on. Yes. After Yang. Yeah, After Yang. The brilliant. Florida Project. Amazing. Yes. Yep. Green Room. Yes. Mm -hmm. X Machina. Yes. yes. There are just two. Have they ever made crazy. a bad movie? I don't think there is. No, there's a few on the list I didn't. Because uh, you. Well, like, just yeah, you. They, no, I mean, no, there, no, there was some that didn't do well. Oh, okay. They must be batting. Like, I don't over mean do well. I mean that are actually good. No, no, no. There, there was, there was some stinkers in there that you okay. wouldn't like. Right. You know, they're not, they're not batting a thousand. I mean, but they're good. Hi. I want Bryce to research this next. Yeah, you do, you might. do that. Um, <laughs> Can we put it? Sorry, just want to add there. Is there a way that we could create a put them on the undoubted list? A24. Just the production. Oh, there's, there's a lot of good movies they're they're making. They're coming out. Uh, and you know what? All of these films have in common. Not one of them is a Hollywood blockbuster or stars a superhero of any kind. Mm. I don't know. I they think consistent. The, well, unless you count Marcel. Everything, all, everything, well, everywhere, all at once. She was just, a superhero. She's just a regular woman trying to, you know, save her family. She's a mom. But they made her into a superhero, but no. <laughs> anyway. Um, they consistently seek out the most original, heartwarming, and deeply weird films that they know audiences will love. Yeah. But that is not the only reason I have to give them some props. What? 
Because they are not affiliated with major Hollywood studios, they are still producing films, even during this awful double strike. They receive special exemption from both unions to keep working. Oh, because they don't use AI. They don't, and, yeah, they and don't, they, yeah. So all the other ones are trying to screw up yeah, the actors they, and writers, and they say, Warner no, Brothers we pay people. Universal or Disney or Paramount, they don't work for them. They have their, they're their own Okay, company. so we thought it was all about Tubi, but apparently no. it's all about A24. Exactly. A24. I just A24 joins forces with Tubi. I wish they would <laughs> shoot would a couple awesome. films here so I can get back to work. But, yes. We love A24. Can you reach out? Just reach out to them, Murray. Say, hey, I yeah, need well. to, I need a job. And yeah. there's a great, yes. there's a grim, great And uh, while you're at it, tell them, you guys should uh, talk to Tubi. <laughs> 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 all right. That's all I got. That's awesome. Temperature rising. Vision blurring. Rage. Taking over. Okay, we'll make this real quick. It's a continuation of last week <laughs> with an addition. Christopher Nolan, I hate your guts. I know it's your fault that all those trailers are there, but I love your movies. That's point one. Point two, Matt Damon, pick up your socks. That's my rages. I would also add, stop hanging out with Ben Affleck. He's bringing you down. Whatever. Who, Matt Damon or? Ben Affleck brings no one down. Everybody aspires to go to the heights of Mr. Affleck. I think perhaps Ben Affleck rubbed off on Matt Damon. That's what I mean. That would make him superior. He learned how to suck from Ben Affleck. Yeah. What are you guys? I don't understand. I get that you guys are like having fun. But at some point, it just gets old. I mean, we all know how awesome Ben Affleck is. It never will get old. Long as you're trashing trashing Tim Allen, I'm going to keep trashing Ben You know what? I'm staying out of this argument now. Just saying. Only because I've got... What do you think of Tim Allen? (laughs) What do you think of Tim Allen I think Galaxy Quest was awesome. That's right. Because... Santa Claus movie. has nothing to do with Tim (laughs) Allen. (laughs) Anyway, is that your rage? That's it. That's it. I plead the fifth. (laughs) I wonder what my rage will be this week. I wonder. It has some. It rhymes with. Ham hock. <laughs> Hammock. <laughs> Hammock. Pammy mammoth. Hammock. <laughs> the hammock. Lammy stammock. Banana hammock. <laughs> yes. Yes, you are correct. Rami Malik is terrible. What is the deal with casting him in anything? He has one note, which is creepy and off-putting, which is fine if you're casting him as a pedophile, but not if you're casting him as a nuclear physicist. Every time I see Malik, it makes me rage. Thank goodness he is only present for a few moments in Oppenheimer. Rami Malik in anything is my rage this week. You know who's a better nuclear physicist? Who? Denise Richards. Absolutely. <laughs> I just thought of that. That's pretty. She is pretty good. <laughs> she was in World's Not Enough. That's what she played. <laughs> They're both super believable. Rage subsiding. Pulse slowing. Anger fading. Okay, well, we had to make a switch up from last week because I could not find I don't understand. That movie. I went everywhere. I can never. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I was trying to get Hello Davis taken off the list, but Jim conveniently couldn't find the movie she was watching. I couldn't find it. And, and I thought I could, but then I went and looked everywhere. I couldn't get it legally. Mm-hmm. So, you know the rules. Got to be legal. All right, so, we did a quick replacement. So, we. Bryce put forward one of Murray's earlier ideas that he remembered with his super brain power mm. before he lost all his sleep. Yeah, I'm, I'm just... Toast. He has right zero now. memory now. 
Uh, especially because he thought Matt Damon was fine in that last movie. But the, fine. we got to see the last picture show with Jeff Bridges, a.k.a. The Dude, mm-hmm. and Ellen Burstyn, The Yummy Mummy. So, yeah, so our mesmerized off got switched up a little. Still it got, did. Still Ellen Burstyn, but this time she's going head to head. With Jeff Bridges, with Jeff Bridges, Bridges The Dude. The dude. Yes. In, in fairness to The Dude, though, this was like, this was him really young in his career. That's true. Was he in it more than five minutes? He was in it oh, for more yeah. than five yeah, minutes. They were both so was she. Yeah, they were there both in go. for more yeah. than five minutes. Yeah, and in my opinion, like, she just crushed him like a bug. Yeah, it's, like, it's her, not even close. It's not even close. Like, she, I had, she I had was, such impure thoughts about, about Reagan's mother from The Exorcist. Yes. And Reagan's, Ray, her role in The Exorcist is only, I think, a year after this came out. Yeah. And yeah, I was just like, uh, oh my God, you're the sexiest per. Like, she's so good in it. She's like, there's there's two there's two performances in this that are tremendous and the rest is kind of I remember this being so much better than yeah. it is I don't know why and, you know it's a classic piece of of American cinema right yeah. because it's it just is. it's that moment in time in yeah. like a dying that, town I mean, in the and US. on that level I mean it's fine but boy I I just remember really really liking this I know and I, I did, watched I did it too. again and I was like I kind of wish I didn't watch it again because <laughs> I preferred remembering it the way I remembered it but don't, but did you remember Having Ellen Burstyn being as amazing that's as she was Ellen in this Burstyn film Ellen Burstyn was just just absolutely amazing she was yeah. so good so. Uh, I'm sorry the dude yeah Jeff Bridges you gone you gone sad day mm. alright the mer what uh, what do you got on on deck for us for next week? Another Ellen Burstyn, or you want to try something else? Eh, whatever you right, want. Whatever we're, you we're game well, for the next one. Actually, the only left on her, on her thing is uh, something called Spitfire Grill. Oh, Ellen Burstyn and Will Patton, hmm. who is still on our list apparently. Yep. Why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't he be? And I yeah, I wouldn't challenge you with Armageddon for him. So this is a little better. We saw. Wow. We had to see our Armageddon. Did we? Yeah, we did. There was some, you know, did have. This is going to be a pretty. This is going to be a pretty even performance. I feel. Assuming he's in it more than five minutes. Yeah, and I think they're pretty close. Well, no, she's probably a little bit older than him. Yeah, cool, awesome. So next week, um, look for uh, Spitfire Grill. There you go. Let's see if how if she will keep her title. Which just. I know I've seen this movie. I do not remember it. Yeah, me too. So it means it was probably meh. <laughs> probably. <laughs> I see a lot of movies, though. Sometimes Mondo's fade, too, for me. Yeah, it's true. And then... It's when you've seen, like, eight billion And movies. then the time... You remember the time you thought you liked that Indiana Jones movie? Yeah. Remember that? You were mistaken. It's like, yeah, that was pretty good. Oh, no, it was <laughs> awful. <laughs> what was I thinking? You were not Apparently, thinking. 13-year-old Bryce's brain wasn't fully developed yet. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Murray's still working on that 13-year-old brain. Well, if, if, if it, if it uh, makes you feel any better, my buddy from Toronto has not seen a single one of Indiana Jones movies. I'm jealous. No, no kidding. Because I suggest going to that one. He's like, I haven't seen any of them. I'm like, really? Like, I know he's not that old. Like, he's in maybe 30, but I mean, I thought he was at least seen the last one, but nope. I'm kind of jealous of him. There you go. Somebody else lives in your world. Yep. So is that all you got? That's, That's all, all we, we got. got. Not going to put anybody else? Nope. Okay, then. <laughs> <laughs> Hey there, Ragets! Apparently Bryce is still here! Jim has recovered from Martin Lawrence repulsive disorder, and Murray lost all his jobs. Wow, what a difference a week makes, even though I still think Casey and the Ragets would have made an awesome off-Broadway musical podcast extravaganza, we will have to wait to see. For now. So, Bryce, welcome Jim back to the show with a random choice from his bag of total repulsiveness when he was dared to see, that's right, more Martin Lawrence in the 2000 film College Road Trip. Three things I definitely think of when I think of Martin Lawrence. This week, our two little masochists can choose to dare or Casey. Mm, Now let's see if Jim regrets coming back to the podcast only to be served with a huge helping of Martin or... What or? Of course he regrets it! <laughs> Casey, I love you so much. Okay, so... College 
road trip. It seemed like a camp. Sounds like a party. Yeah. In what universe did the world, or anyone for that matter, ever think that typecasting Martin Lawrence, as can we guess, a police officer, in fact, in this film, he was the chief of police. Was Does Will- anything about Martin Lawrence scream police officer? Was Will Smith with him? No. Oh. But, yeah, he seems to be cast as a police officer a lot more than I would think. And yeah, I don't understand he's it. He's been in, like, six or seven movies where he's played a police I officer. I mean, is it his absolute repulsive way he plays a dad that is obnoxiously overbearing? Well, that kind of says cop, actually. Um, is it the way that he is in no way funny in any way? Hmm. Okay. That, I see that. Maybe the, the cop stereotyping may be correct then. Cops usually aren't that, that funny either. Um, but enough about Martin Lawrence, because although he is the main actor, there is nothing in this film that we haven't seen in any other repulsive Martin Lawrence film, or as I like to say, RML now, repulsive Martin Lawrence film, mm. uh, that we haven't seen before. So it's like not even worth really mentioning. He's just repulsive from the moment he comes on the screen to the time he leaves the screen. But in this, oh, there's a butt. We got to see Raven, the other star. She's so Raven. She was, she was so Raven as an actor on the ABC Disney TV side of things, and she sure as hell isn't any better as a movie actor. And pretty much everything she says is Disneyfied, or should I say, Disneyfyingly overacted. And completely repulsive. Oh, no. Hey, there seems to be a pattern here. And then a road trip akin to Britney Spears' Crossroads, where nothing makes sense, is not funny, or has any redeeming qualities whatsoever. The only thing that was less than 100%, and if we supersaturate it with some heat, let's go to 120% repulsiveness, was the supreme acting by Albert the Pig, the Japanese tour bus karaoke scene, and the fantastic performance by Donnie Osmond, who basically plays himself, because I'm a huge fan of his, as if you don't know, because I myself am also a little bit rock and roll. Hashtag Donnie Osmond man crush. Okay. Basically, the story is the repulsive Martin Lawrence is an overprotective father. Hmm. Where have we seen that before? Who wants his daughter to go to Northwestern University because it is 28 minutes drive from his house. She wants to go to Georgetown. So after a bunch of stupid antics where he tries to trick her into going to his choice, but then she figures it out because he and his plans for tricking her are completely stupid and also repulsive. The pig Albert and their genius spectrum ridden youngest son sneak along to come with them for what reason I can't figure out. Followed by what seems like hours and hours of competition between who can be more repulsive between that. So Raven TV repulsive and terrible typecast Martin Lawrence repulsive with a tween Disney plot and writing that gets progressively more idiotic and repulsive right up until the very end where, as expected, everything happens, as you would expect from a Disney writing staff, who are used to writing stories for 11-year-old girls who love ABC after-school TV specials. So this probably would have been a mondo for Bryce, seeing as most of the times he's an 11-year-old girl, Mm. most days. But for me, it was the most excruciatingly repulsive film of all times. FYI, That's So Raven is so repulsive. And this film, of course, was That's So Rage. She is is rivaling Martin Lawrence. I never thought I would ever see someone that is more repulsive than Martin Lawrence until they found the two of them to be together in a movie. Wow. She is literally the worst actor I've ever seen. (laughs) Not Raven. Yes. She's awful. Like, she just... Everything is completely overacted, and it's just terrible. She was awesome when she was three. I don't know. I've never seen her when she was three. There you go. What, what have I seen her as? She's, she's in that, that show that we can't mention because of the guy whose name is on it. 
She was in the Cosby show. That's oh, the Cosby. Yeah, oh, she was yeah. adorable. She was three years old. Raven Simone. I don't want to see that to see. What was her name in that? I don't even remember. I don't but know. she was she was pretty cute. I think it was Olivia. Olivia, that's it. There you go. She was Olivia. Yeah, not, she was awful. And this movie was completely terrible. Oh yeah, no. Yeah, as she it, got as she got older, she actually got more and repulsive. more and more, more disnified. And yeah, disnifyingly repulsive. Mm. Like. Those two together in a movie was just not oof, good. It almost took me out again. I was like, no, <laughs> I can't take this. All right, let's so I'm looking up. forward to the dare bag this week. I can't do the Casey. I can't go back to back Casey and and that. So where is our dare bag? I don't know. It's there somewhere. Is it? it's this That's one. mine. No, it's it's a big one. This one? That's no. It, no. What's the one you just said over there? That's the one. There it is. There you go. All right. Go ahead, Bryce. What are we seeing next week? Well, sir, we are seeing. Oh, Freddie got fingered. That sounds awesome. Uh, Daddy, would you like some sausage? sausage? Daddy, would you like Tom some sausage? <laughs> Sign me up, Tom Green. Tom Green. Although I don't think that's Tom Green's best film. <laughs> no, I don't know. Well, I guess we're gonna find out. Charlie's Angels. I don't know. Charlie's Angels. I don't know. I don't the, know. Chad. The, the Chad. The Chad. <laughs> the Chad. I mean, who doesn't like who doesn't love our boy who Tommy? Love the chat. Absolutely, that's right. Who doesn't Actually, I've seen him on a couple of reality shows. He's somewhat normal now. What? I didn't join him as an actor, but being himself, I actually kind of liked him. Okay, just, just being himself. I can never tell you a time I did not love him. So this mm. is going to be interesting. Mm. Well, thanks, Rangers, for listening. Thanks, Extended Film Rage family, who you can find them in our show notes. Thanks to Casey, the nerdy photographer, for the voice of Rager Dare and also the God of Rage. Find us on social media everywhere at Film Rage YYC. Check out everything Film Rage at FilmRageYYC.com, including our merch site uh, from Redbubble and TeePublic. We always want to make this a raging blast for our listeners, so please comment, like, and subscribe, and send us emails to FilmRageCalgrad gmail.com. Dare to see terrible movies to fuel our rage, but no matter what you do, Please, 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 pretty please, 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 I'll make us a rage. And that's it for this week. A rage. Oh, rage on. <laughs>